What up, pedestrians? Welcome to the Weekly Vibes. This is Kenny. Hey, y'all. It's Naka here. Hope everyone's having a good week so far. How are you, how are you doing, Kenny? You know, living the dream as per usual. Excited to kick off episode three of our Millennial Angst series. And of course, happy to bring along our guest, the Dr. Nukes. Dr. Nukes, she's Dr. back Nukes. on. She's got a certificate, y'all. She's got a trophy <laughs> for it. No trophy, but a certificate. You know, a $250,000 certificate. Uh, still no participation trophies, but I'm very excited to be here. And if you would like to offer me a precipitate, precipitation, participation, all right. Arrange. <laughs> Revoke my degree immediately. <laughs> you can't even say participation. Per per participation. Well, regardless, if you'd like to send me a trophy, I will send you my address. After I'll this. see what yeah. we can do. Yeah, we'll work, with, we'll work with our magic. We'll see what we can do. Our magic. <laughs> uh, yes. So it, for those of you who are longtime listeners, um, the doc has been on with us previously. <laughs> she gave us uh, some pre-millennial angst vibes. Um, did. Boys like girls early on. Um, which of course is already logged in the playlist. So we're grateful for you because we didn't have that many angsty choices in our past songs. So it kind of worked out. Um, but we're like super stoked to have you on the show to do like a full deep dive into, you know, the middle school days back when we were emo. Well, I'm very excited. And even just preparing, I could not even narrow down a list, you know, of songs. I have like 15 right now. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> I feel that because I was like, oh God, I was like, I'm running out of choices to like include such and such song and I've been freaking out. But, I know. You know, it's fine. It is what it is. We'll do a volume two or something. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I'll bring you back on for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about criteria really quick. Um, so for this millennial angst playlist, we decided that one, it's got to have a nostalgia factor. You got to look back on your young life as a 12 year old and think to yourself, I was saddened by this song. It's got to hit you right here in the old emo black hole. Um, and then the last criteria, which was actually inspired by you, um, was that it has to be played at the Rockwell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, when I was listening to your guys' the first episode, I thought you said they didn't all have to be sad. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They don't have to be sad. Okay. No. Okay. Because that, because, um, you know, mine aren't all sad. <laughs> That's fine. Nostalgia, yes. Yes. I'm sure they played this these at the Rockwell. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Um, but they're not all sad. Right, right, right. Yeah. It should well up some... Who's, who's that? Oh, oh sorry. No. My friends are probably... They're, they're outside. Oh, I was like, someone's in trouble. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like it should have some sort of like middle school weird feelings associated yeah um so i am starting yeah you're starting oh my first one's pretty intense <laughs> my first one is not intense so. it'll be very <laughs> interesting balance. uh glorious isn't it <laughs> just the extent to which emo can go um, it's just like I haven't literally not listened to that song. I feel like since I was in high school, so like false, and I will prove it. How do I even begin to describe the song? Is Ohio, <laughs> Ohio is for lovers by Hawthorne Heights. It's literally the emo song that touched a generation. Uh, I've heard it called uh, the best emo screamo of all time. No, really? I'm just, 
I'm literally, like, no. I'm so making all of these up. Yeah. Um, so this song is probably one of the most angsty songs ever that I would listen to. Um, and it's funny because my, I'm sure like I listened to the song, right? But my memory of this song is with Renuka and Stephanie because we had, I don't know what the fuck we were doing. We, it was at my, it was out of my apartment. Yeah. So like oh, in I college, we were having, we were literally having a millennial angst get together. That's not true. It was just the three of us. We were having it like a jam sesh and basically yeah. the tides turned and we just went dark. And this was one of the songs that were on there. And it was funny. Cause like Stephanie knowing this song, <laughs> sure. Not a big deal. Makes a lot of sense. I was like pleasantly surprised that you knew this. Cause I feel like, we, I, I feel like I threw this on and was just like, LOL, Renuka's going to be like, what? And you were just like singing with us. And I was like, fuck yes, let's go. <laughs> like, it was so lit. I was like, this is amazing. Um, but like, I don't know. This song, for some reason, just like always sticks with me. But that's like the one memory that I have like really associated with it. So obviously I had to pick it for today. Yeah. Um, and the song is from, is like the first single from their debut albums, The Silence in Black and White in 2004. Um, and I think it's like their only song that's like really truly popular. Like the music video got like a decent amount of play on MTV, which I think kind of helped, you know, propel them into the limelight for the 12 seconds that they were there. Um, and of course they also released an acoustic version for those of you with soft ears, but we aren't here for the soft stuff. We're going real, the real deal, whatever. Um, and obviously it is an emo anthem. They literally say, cut my wrist and black my eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Um, did we have problems as youths? I don't know. Was it Hawthorne type's fault? Maybe. I don't know. But um, I mean, it is also World Mental Health Day. So like, obviously this is like a touch dramatic, like never take your own life. We all support living. But it is kind of one of those moments where you're like, yeah, being in, in like a kind of like young relationship would kind of drive you to say dramatic shit like this. Even not being young or in a relationship would drive, might drive people to say things like this. Um, and so it, to me, it has always felt kind of like a hyperbole. I promise I'm okay, everyone. I promise I'm okay. But um, for me, it is kind of like a, a song that has like such an, an energy. Like it has so many levels to it where they have like this, the main, the lead singer, like singing, you know, kind of softly and then the screamo guy coming in real loud. So it's like that contrast for me, like, I just love that like release of like the screamo, like he's not singing, but also I can't do that with his, with my voice. So like there's some sort of talent there. I was looking into how they like picked their name because I was like, oh, that's kind of random. And apparently they were originally called A Day in the Life after like a Beatles song, but apparently the bassist Matt Ridenauer, um, he passed a hotel called Hawthorne Inn and Suites, and apparently that was more inspiring than the Beatles, and they changed their name. Um, <laughs> however, there, there, I found some discrepancies because I was like, there's no way that that's the story. That's so sad. Um, and they were saying that it uh, could also be named for author Nathaniel Hawthorne, which I don't remember what he wrote. Probably some book that we had to read in high school that was sad and depressing. Did he, read the, did he write The Scarlet Letter? Is that what he wrote? Um, here, I'm just going to Google it real quick. Yeah, there hit a, is, um, a quick Google. Oh, yeah, I'm going to hit you with a quick quick Google. Let's see. Yeah, The Scarlet Letter. Mm-hmm. That's nice, amazing. look at you. Oh, my God, put me on Jeopardy. <laughs> wow, that's, that's amazing. That's really uh, good. I even read The Scarlet Letter. You didn't? Me neither. No. What? 
How is that not in your curriculum? I don't know, but I remember watching the movie Easy A, and I was like, oh, it's I about never- that. <laughs> That's all I know it's about. A great movie. I mean, a great movie. Also, yeah. side note, this is the first time I think I heard this song. That's not surprising to me. This is one of the ones that I was like, this is where I'm going to out emo Naka again (laughs) for the third week in a row. (laughs) I I wasn't as angsty as you, honestly. I was just kind of like, I had some problems. No, I I didn't. I feel like I didn't really have that many problems, but like I was definitely a person that was uh, in my feeling. I think I tried to listen to it and I was like, no, it wasn't worth my 99 cents or. Oh, I mean, this is not a song that I bought. LimeWire? I didn't want to give my parents' computer a virus, okay? I, I knocked through three laptops, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. For Hawthorne Heights. For <laughs> Heights. This would be the maybe, I, I didn't listen to a lot of Screamo because Neither did I, I want to, but this is maybe that borderline. Agreed. This is as far as I would go. Yeah. Um, and so with that in mind, um, be kind in the comments. Um, but, <laughs> but the song is basically about the band leaving their girlfriends behind. In the chorus, he's like, because my heart is in Ohio. And, you know, it's like, whatever. And it is interesting because, you know, they did have to make this kind of big life decision, like relatively young, where it's like, okay, everyone kind of has the standard dream of like, you know, one day I'm going to grow up, have a family, whatever, I'm going to find a lover, yada, yada. But then of course you're like, on the other side of that, it's like, you know, you want to pursue a career and they're pursuing a career that's like incredibly unlikely and one in which you have to travel and you don't get to really, you know, have strong relationship unless that person's coming with you like you're leaving them behind so you know it is a song that's basically just about young heart heartache um and you know it is overly dramatic in a way that i find enjoyable because i am a dramatic person and growing up i think i was a person that was like very much in their feelings and was not outwardly like i would never talk to anybody about these things but i would just listen to this music and just like revel in it just like sit you know, like, <laughs> and so um, that's kind of why I really find that I've enjoyed these songs. As far as like a favorite lyric, it's not the cut my wrist, black my eyes. I, like that. I still feel like that's a little heavy, um, but I just, <laughs> I like the part where he's like, spare me just three last words. I love you is all she heard. I'll wait for you, but I can't wait forever. And um, it's that same contrast that I was talking about where it's kind of like, He's singing really low, and then it's like a back and forth between him and um, yeah. unrefined voice. <laughs> That's my nice way of saying the guy who's screaming. <laughs> um, and so I just I love the contrast, um, and I just love the angstiness. There's literally no way that this doesn't belong on this playlist. Would it play at the Rockwell? Is it too heavy? We'll let the Rockwell decide. Yeah, I think I, honestly, I think I could hear them playing this at one they point. Would, I feel like they would play it. Just like I, I feel like. I feel like I've heard it there, which was <laughs> really? probably the highlight of my night. <laughs> started off so slow, like it started yeah. off really. And it I was builds. like, and I, it's, it's kind of it's exactly like the one you talked about last week with um. I'm so I'm so bad. My Chemical this. Romance one. Yeah, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. I'm not okay. I promise. Okay. <laughs> also, it's funny because at the beginning of this episode, when I introduced the song, I said I'm okay. I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. <laughs> Ah, is it a lie? You'll never know. I mean, it's a podcast. You get to my face. Um, But yeah, so that's like my first pick. That's what I wanted to kick off with. I knew that Runic would know it. I knew that Naka would not. This is a fun experience for me regardless. (laughs) Fucking love this song. Um, And I kicked it off hard. I promise I'm bringing it back down, guys. Don't worry. There was no way that I was going through this whole thing and not talking about this song. So Mm -hmm. you were going to be exposed regardless. People at home. 
<laughs> they better be ready for the rest of it. Nah, Guys, this playlist is just getting heavier and heavier by the day. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically my, my pick. And, nice. Oh my Check God. yes, Renuka. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You just have to have that song, you know? Like, it, it's just like the classic, like, teen punk, all-time low-e type kind of song. And can I just say in that music video, like the the main the main guy and the main girl have the exact same hair. Like they're they the do. <laughs> That's how they were drawn together. We had yeah. the same hair. We're meant to be. <laughs> actually, Clark, the guy's hair is actually more. I think has more volume and is actually a little nicer than her hair. Oh, he he's definitely for those of you sitting at home who were like, who the fuck. Um, the dude totally looks like Sean White, and he has Sean White hair as well. I know. It's very confusing. Is it Sean White? Sean White's brother? <laughs> Sean White's brother. You know, this song came out, like, 2007 or 2008 or something, like, when we were, like, in high school, which is, mm-hmm. I feel like, and when my friends, actually, Catherine, um, introduced the song, I feel like, to me, and um, back in high school, and this was, I think, my, like, foray into all that pop punk music (laughs) yeah oh yeah you gotta start off light so you don't scare people away like (laughs) i'm like yeah i'll cut my wrist and black my eyes and people are like what countdown yeah oh my god girl it's such a contrast but i fucking love this song too so i know i mean like who doesn't this is just like a it's like it's nothing but just pure fun and it came out like we were freshmen and you know everyone loved this song it was just like something really fun um and i don't i think there's like a couple other we the king songs i know but very much not very not very yeah it's not much this one's easily the best oh of course and it was actually the first their first single so on like their first album it was their first single which makes sense because they're this is like maybe the catchiest song that they have yeah yeah it's so funny that like trend of like I feel like a lot of these bands like didn't make it out of <laughs> didn't make it out of the era of emo like those 10 years from 2000-ish to 2010 like right. it's normally like the one hit that most people know and then maybe they had a couple others that like a select few of us loyal emo folk continued to listen to but for the most part I feel like it's a lot of lots of one hit wonders in this section wonders really 100% yeah. um they did have like another song that was kind of popular, but I just can't remember the name. They had one that was called Secret Valentine, but that's the only one that I can remember by them. There's something I, like about a highway or a road or something I want to say. <laughs> road. It doesn't matter. The road. It was just funny because when I was like looking up like this song, I mean, obviously like the song is, takes vibes from like Romeo and Juliet and like your parents not approving and then the music video. Another fun fact, when I was watching this music video, the I looked it up then the girl in it is, did anyone ever watch Shameless? Yeah. yeah. She's married to Lip from Shameless. Like in real life? In real life. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
fun fact. But we kind of already talked about it. This song like came out 2007, 2008, their first real song, We the Kings, um, composed. And like that band is actually cute when I was reading about them. They like are a lot of the original band members were friends from like childhood. And then they formed like the band, like middle school, high school, I think. And they like opened, you know, they opened up for like boys like girls, even when boys like girls wasn't very known. And, um, you know, supported like cute is what we aim for, which also had that one song that, that one song that everyone curse of curves. Curse of curves. Oh I love God. that song. That music video too, also very emo in a very clutch way. It's awesome. That might have honestly one of my favorite just like opening liners like to a song. Like I've yeah. got the gift of one liners and you've got the, got curse, the curse of curves. What a great I used to love that song i was obsessed oh my god who wasn't though? Also, like, i just like so vaguely remember listening to this like in in high school and and, and it's just like such a fun song but you know we talked about how like they didn't really have they had like some other songs people people knew but they're actually like still are a band and they've gone through iterations of band members um actually another this is just like a fun fact too is there's um this one like guy that's actually part of the band now that wasn't originally but he like would do vlogs on youtube and he actually has like the guinness world of world record for the longest running vlog series and i used to watch i remember him it's charles trippy or something i remember i watched him like in high school. oh my god like their dogs i don't know why i watched this shit but like it's just <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing else to do we there were of entertainment <laughs> i know I watched like really vlogs of this stuff. I was like, "What? Who the? What am I doing with my life?" But like, whatever. But then, I'm, then he was like, oh, "Yeah, I'm joining We the Kings," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think they're like still together, and like, um, and I don't know if they've like made any other other songs or or anything like that. But they're all like married with kids, and I think that's just like really cute. Oh, good for them. I don't have like a particular oh, yeah. favorite like line from this song because I don't think it's that like, you know, I, really I was looking through it like, so I was like, I don't really care for any of these lines. <laughs> like overall, I think it's like a fun little like homage to like the Romeo and Juliet, like kind yeah. of, I, I think that, that that's cute. I love in the music video, the dad is always yep. just like, He's just, he's such a lurker. I was just about to talk about him. Yo, he's such a lurker. But then I also love when the daughter catches him and the mom making out. Like, that's, like, they're not married. What? You know, like, he's like, how could you have sex? Like, you know, like, obviously, you were made somehow, sis. Like, you know. And then escapes. Anyway, it's a great. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's very funny. Um, it's a great music. It's so funny. It is so funny. It is, it so, is so funny. funny. I actually haven't hadn't seen that music video in a really really long time. Yeah, same. I, I hadn't watched it in a while. And that's also, also like in the back days when those music videos were just so pure. Like they had no like naked women or naked men or like lots of uh, lots of theatrics or anything like <laughs> dramatics. There, there were no there was no oh. placement. They were just <laughs> it was just a music video. It was just about the songs, man. That's when it was just about the music. The story. It's about the story. <laughs> story in this that classic girl likes boy boy likes girl parent doesn't like boy or parent doesn't like girl and then they get together and then <laughs> and then mom ignores the fact that they're sneaking away and doesn't tell dad and they got away i don't know what happened <laughs> right oh my god jasper they've gotten away i don't know what happened. 
our precious little Sarah. That dad was not cool enough to be named Jasper. He was definitely like a like a. Talk. He's a Randall. You know, a Randall. Yeah. yeah, Randalls. I can see that for sure. That's a Randall if I've ever seen one. Oh um, would they play this song at the Rockwell? Yes, they 100 would. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's why you just shout and shout out and belt, and then literally everyone everyone else that's there is doing the same thing and if and then if they're not they're just like looking at the phone like what is this song yeah there's no <laughs> way to order this song that's crazy i know everyone does I feel it's, like like, everyone uh, it's not like a ocean avenue level like you did in the first oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. song or like a mr obviously not like a mr brightside where like yeah. Oh, yeah literally even if you, you you don't know any other song in the entire world you would know mr brightside because oh god yeah yeah amazing um, but this song definitely would take you back to your middle school roots of just like instead of dancing, just like jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because we were in such great shape, we had the stamina to just jump for hours because <laughs> that's what middle school dances were, um, and <laughs> just singing loudly until yes. you have a voice. What an amazing time! That's why the Rockwell's amazing. Really, I also yeah. found out recently that Auto Bar does an emo night on the first. <laughs> I didn't know Ooh, that. I knew they did that. it. They had never gone, but I knew yeah. they did it. I had no clue. Um, yeah. when, when things yeah. open up again, we're going. We should go. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can't go now, which is for no. the back. But, um, yeah. You know. yeah. It's so sad. It's I just it's want an emo night. So I just bad. want to have an emo night and be just surrounded by strangers that we all know. We Like, the common thing is that we all know the words to these, like, goofy little songs that we knew like when we were 10 you know right exactly like 14 and it just takes us back and everyone's like happy to be there i feel like there are never any like fights or like annoying people or anything at the rockwell like it's always like good vibes it is it is sticky floor still but always a sticky floor but i mean that's not much different than the burley manor gym so that's fine we can accept a sticky floor yeah i i just have such a soft spot for that and i feel like most of my friends hate that place but like i i love it no, I love it. And I also feel like my friends hate that place. But it's also one of those things where it's like you can't go all the time, right? Because yeah. they're only going to play certain songs. So it's like, you. Ne- I understand like needing a break. But when we do go, I think we should make the most of it. I have mm-hmm. some great photos from the Rockwell where I just am looking stupid. But like, it was <laughs> clearly I'm having the time of my life. Right. Also, yeah. The inside of it is pretty cool with all the screens that like change design. I always thought that that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the aesthetic in there is pretty fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, long live Rockwell. Hopefully it doesn't like, hopefully it comes back like after this. All right, Naka. It's time for you to knock our socks offs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like the check yes, Renuka, and then the. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. I was wondering where to get some Linkin Park up in this. No, actually. That is yeah. a really good point. Wow. I did not know how heavy that music video was. The music video is very heavy. I've never it's, seen it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot to unpack for sure. Yes. Let's start unzipping the, <laughs> the suitcase of life here and talk about the song. Yeah, so um, the my first draft pick this week is um, uh, by Linkin Park, um, classic uh, rock band, um, and the song I chose was "What I've Done." This album that "What I've Done" came from, which was uh, "Minutes to Midnight," came out in two thousand seven when Hybrid Theory came out, and then after that, Meteora, and then after their third album, "Minutes to Midnight," they've been 
doing all these different types of music that everyone just feels angsty about. It's just, it's just an interesting vibe. I think they're one of the first bands to ever do like heavy metal and hip hop. I like that, that, that nice fusion. If you guys don't know the members, the members of the band, um, was, it's pretty much Mike Shinoda, the lead guitarist, Brad Delson, Dave Farrell, Johan and Rob Burden, and also uh, Chester Bennington, rest in peace, passed away. Was it last year? I think it was longer than that. <laughs> oh, 2017. I just looked it up. Oh. I don't think I ever saw them live, but I mean, I would have died to see them live. I, I'm sure their performances, their, their like live performances are like amazing. They're among the best-selling bands of the 21st century and the world's best-selling music artists, having sold over 100 million records worldwide. Um, they're very experimental, like this album especially. And then you have um, Meg Shinoda, who during this time, he actually, uh, oh, what was their, that band's name? Um, where'd you go? Fort Minor. Fort Minor. So he like so he did Fort Minor during this time frame. So he didn't. He, as you can see, he wasn't in, in the music video. Um, I don't think he was at least. I wouldn't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what any of them look like. Okay, he's the one that usually does the rapping part of like the of them. Yeah, I mean, I know the person that you're talking about, but like, yeah. he could walk into my room right now. <laughs> I wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But yeah, anyways. The song is basically about doing things that people have done in their past and then trying to fix it in the like in the present as you can see like in during like the whole song saying like, what i've done and like talking about like all these regrets i kind of made i wish i can change what i've done and just turn it around and then you kind of see in the very end of the music video where you see like the grass growing all over again you see like kind of grow the grass and then you cut it down to kind of renew itself yeah. i guess it's very deep. Yeah, I got to think about real deep into this video and the, the song. So also like, this song has like so much angst to it. This song was w one of the um, songs for Transformers. Yes, I was like, I was like, I heard, I remember this from Transformers too. <laughs> yeah. And then this song is at the very end, you kind of like, like what is it, Optimus Prime like talks or something like that. We're waiting for you or something like that. I don't know, but <laughs> the nerd in me like knows all like all that shit, but. <laughs> but didn't know a single word, but yeah. <laughs> but yes fair <laughs> You're like the nerd in me knows it and then you didn't say you couldn't remember the line <laughs> that's fair um yeah uh yeah this was like a staple i feel like in the transformers movie like was it like in the tra i know it was in the movie but i feel like it was also like the trailer song as well so i feel like it was like yeah. when the movie came out it was all over the place like i really enjoy the range that they showed like over the span of their career because they started off out like hybrid theory was definitely way more angsty and then like as they moved on and they did the collaboration album with jay-z for like with like numb and like all the other remixes and stuff that they did which was awesome i feel like that's the real point in which i was like oh i fucking love this because yeah you cannot trump hip-hop in my opinion um and so when you can combine that with other genres like i just really enjoy it um and then what's the one song oh shadow of the day they did some more mellow stuff oh, like towards oh the yeah end. shadow of the day that was really good yeah, yeah like i just i love that transformation or even if it's not a transformation because i don't know their full discography but just the range that they were able to show um mm -hmm. in the span of time that i was actually listening to them was like fucking awesome like Anyway, whatever. I can't say enough good things. Linkin Park is great. Um, and as I said in the beginning, I was just waiting for the moment when we could get some Linkin Park on this playlist. So, Right. Everything they've done, all their side, side experiments, they're amazing. They're very talented. 
they are they definitely belong on this playlist it's very much so about like you know forgiveness and shit Regrets. like that or just like yeah. um, like trying to rectify like whatever sins that you had and i mean all through the video you see all these things that are like um atrocities against like humanity like the atomic bomb like 9-11 all this stuff um and then like you said at the end they kind of have this like period of like rebirth where it's like oh from like the ashes of all these like horrible things come like also really great things like things can be tough but yeah it can get better and stuff like that definitely it's an interesting message with the music video because i don't know that i would have thought the same things prior to watching it yeah agreed uh love lincoln park more than just the song definitely belongs in there but i figured that this is the one that felt the most angsty because it came out like right at the end of middle school so and i was like ready to get out of middle school at this point and ready to leave like peace so it's funny though because middle school is the shortest one <laughs> i know <laughs> it seems the longest honestly too it uh, it felt long sometimes i think back to school like i was literally thinking about this the other day i was like man high school felt like forever middle school lengthy really lengthy i think back to elementary school i'm like flew by but we were in there forever <laughs> it did yeah, yeah. School, oh my god that's like 10 the first 10 years of life I know. Or it's I guess that one. I was just going by fast because like it was fun and also we weren't we weren't uh, smart enough yet to like develop memories. <laughs> I have also plenty like of it. elementary school memories, but I think it's just because I moved. I feel like if I hadn't moved, then I don't think I would have had as strong of memories. But I have, I have really like, yeah. very specific like certain random memories, but they're yeah very- same far between of elementary yeah. school. But I remember like being in elementary school and it's like being like, man, this year's taking forever. Like. When's summer coming? Like, and I loved <laughs> school. Like, I just truly loved school so much. Like, in elementary and middle school. Like, whether that's shocking to you or not. Like, <laughs> I literally loved school so much. Like, when my sis, when my my sister's seven years younger than me, so I was seven when she was born, and and I remember when my mom was literally going into labor. My dad was like, "Okay, we're going to the hospital." It's like, "No, I'm going to school." And I left my apartment. <laughs> I got on the bus. My dad, the bus was leaving. My dad literally had to get in, in front of the street and stop the bus so he can come and drag me off of the bus. Oh my god! He was like, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, I I remember liking school, but I think for me, school is always like a social thing. Like I was like, oh, can we go to school so I can like see my friends? Like that was why I went to school. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> learning. Side note. Like just you know, it's part of the deal. Like it's the thing that I have to, <laughs> to see my friends. But it is funny to like think about like how long middle school and high school felt compared to elementary school because elementary school is long as fuck that's why we had to become angsty because things just got really hard all of a sudden yes waiting forever for it to end yeah (laughs) i mean i remember like the transition the transition between every like moving up of school your teacher is just like next year when you go to middle or high school whichever or college or whatever one they're talking about they're like they're not gonna get babied and it's gonna be awful they like really hype it up like it's gonna be terrible and it's not it that is, bad <laughs> but it's not that bad like, <laughs> yeah they over dramatize like, it for sure. yeah I feel, I feel like they over dramatize the wrong things though like your teachers still kind of baby you but things are harder because like everyone becomes kind of awful because we're all becoming uglier and like you know, and like we're starting to smell more, and we're picking weird outfits. Okay, the wear, like, outfits. <laughs> people wear would wear t-shirts and then just a tank top over it. <laughs> yeah. Jean skirts and UGG boots. That was confusing. Yeah. 
And remember when we would <laughs> double up polos so that you could see the bottom? So you have the color that matched the symbol. Yeah. <laughs> but I also remember sweating through all of it and being so hot and uncomfortable and being like, why did I choose to wear two shirts today to school? But I did it at least once a week. Yeah. Unexplainable. Unexplainables. The fit. Oh, <laughs> well, I was all about the fit. Oh, the shoes to match the shirt, to match the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, and that's still kind of. Yeah, the tiny has that changed? Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. But it was, I feel like it was worse because I would force myself into situations in which I was in clothes that were uncomfortable. I think I also just, I was just not wearing the right things in the first place because obviously I don't dress like I used to. So yeah. I was just uncomfortable for lots of reasons. But yeah, good times. <laughs> All right, let's get into your second draft oh my God. pick. Me again? Okay. Yes, you again. <laughs> just happens. So I choose you. All right. It's about to get lit. Okay. Like I said before, I picked a much more palatable song for all of you weak emo fans out there. Don't worry. So like at some point on this playlist, considering our criteria, um, someone had to pick some all time low. So I, I had to, I did it. Um, and I picked six feet under the stars and Normally, like I start off with like talking a little bit background, but I want to talk about why I'm including this. Um, like, like I mentioned last week, um, the band, the band basically started the Rockwell. They're from Towson, go Tigers, whatever. Um, <laughs> so obviously they had an automatic entry. There's no way this is not being played at the Rockwell. They fucking own their, like they're, gonna, they're playing their whole, their whole set list if they can. Right. Um, but this song also, uh, also wait, actually, before I go into that, just quick little correction. Um, I said that the, um, Rockwell was like started or owned by the drummer, Zach Merrick, but it's actually owned by the lead guitarist, Jack Barricat. Um, so thank you for leaving us this jet, this gem of a, uh, of a venue in which us emo kids can go get drunk and listen to our middle school favorites. My bad for saying it was the wrong person. Um, <laughs> but I kept going back and forth on like which song to cover. Um, I wanted to pick one from their debut album, um, originally put up or shut up, but this song just seemed all too perfect because there are actually allusions to places in Baltimore all throughout the chorus, all throughout the song. Um, at the beginning, you know, he says, meet me at on tame street, which obviously is like that main rickety rackety cobblestone road that we all hate driving over. Yes. And you watch girls walk in heels and fall. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite activity um and then <laughs> like in like the second kind of half of the course he's like we'll hit south broadway in a matter of minutes which is great because the rockwell is on south broadway um and he's like in like a bad movie i'll drop a line fall in the grave i've been digging my myself but there's room for two six feet under the stars like i said this is a much more positive spin for me than normal and i just love that in that line where he's like fall in the grave i've been digging for myself but there's room for two six feet under the stars because six feet under is normally about being buried when you die but i like that he does six feet under the stars so it makes it a little bit more romantic and just gives it a nice positive spin um so that's kind of why i feel like the song should be included um and also just i just really enjoy the song the music video is just Talk about bad outfits. I mean, I know that they're mocking <laughs> people in there, but like 
I mean, you really think back and like people really had like the long shaggy hair and like the V-necks and the really, really skinny jeans. Like times were tough. And don't get me wrong, I wore it too. I can't talk shit. Big old DC shoes, uh, like really tight skinny jeans, oftentimes colored, and then a very deep V. Like, and there was a moment in time where I'd straight, oh my God, I have to find this picture. It's literally atrocious. But there's a picture where I straightened my hair and I like swooped it across my face. Oh, and like my just God. put on like a hat so that it would stay. But like, I literally looked like the lead singer. <laughs> oh my God. It, Alex Gar- Gas- Gasgarth. I don't know if he still has that haircut, but if he does, God bless. Like, it just really. It really pins down a moment in history. It truly um, does. So, like, it's, it's <laughs> amazing. Um, and so, like, they actually started as a high school band, which I didn't realize. It's been the same four members, Alex Gasgarth, Jack Barricat, um, Zach Merritt, and Ryan Dawson from The Jump. Um, they took their name from a lyric in Newfound Glory song called Head on Collision. And they actually started off by covering songs by Blink-182, which, as we mentioned, one of these weeks is like a blueprint for kind of emo punk music. Um, And at the point at which Six Feet Under the Stars came out is when they were really starting to make a name for themselves because it's the same album that Dear Maria Count Me In came off of, um, which, of course, I think is one of their biggest songs. Like, I think that's probably the song that everybody knows by them. Um, but both songs have, have found their way as like a permanent fixture on their set list. So if we ever go see them perform, oh, I have, I have seen them perform. <laughs> um, I saw them with Blink-182 um, and A Day to Remember. So it was a nice emo-filled day. Wow, um, yeah. But yeah, when you go to watch them perform and they, they perform this song and it was like so much fun. If you guys ever get the chance, like honestly, it was just such a fun concert. And for people our age, just super nostalgic. Um, this song actually serves as a sequel to their song Coffee Shop Shop soundtrack from their first album, and it further elaborates on the relationship as it's previously mentioned. Um, the first song kind of focuses on like the like aftermath and like the potential future for the relationship, whereas this song really focuses on the in the moment feelings uh, that you know you get when you're with when he's with this person, um, and it's just. You know, for me, it's like just like a fun song. Like it's a fun like little romance song or whatever. Kind of the same thing as like Check Yes Juliet. Really easy listening. Like, you know, another song where you can just kind of like jump, bounce up and down, like throw your head or whatever. Um, and then you know, sing along at the Rockwell. Um, I really wish that this was one of the songs that became more popular for them because this is actually one of my favorites. Um, but you know, people like what they like, and Dear Maria Count Me is great too. Um, so I can't really knock it. But um, I do wish that they had gotten more, uh, like, radio play. I guess in the same way that, like, Blink-182 and, like, Fall Out Boy kind of found their, like, way into everyone's ear holes. Like, I thought yeah. that all-time low had done the same, but, like, it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> um, they kind of are who they are in history. and um, But, like if you ever get the chance to like go back, this is like one of the most fun bands to like go back through their, some of their albums and like pick out songs and just have a good time too. I was doing that today actually. Yeah. I've, I was listening to a lot of all time low today. Cause yeah. I just got, when I decided to pick this song, I just got super hype and was like, Oh, I just want to like listen to all this stuff. So I listened all to shit, yeah. the party scene. Like I listened to um, <laughs> coffee shop soundtrack, of course. 
um, Gina Maria Kamian, um, and then uh, like off of the more like the end of like the emo era reign or whatever you want to call it. I listened to like Waitlist and stuff off of that like later album, um, but it was just like a good time. Um, that was a backup song for me, Waitlist. Was it? Yeah, it's a good one. I just love when he's like, "I'm stuck in this fucking rut," because I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. And he's like, uh, we all just like fuck. It's like, especially in songs like in rock songs like this, I just I'm automatically I'm like, yes, like I'm here for it, because a lot of the lyrics are so clean. You know that they're serious when they say fuck. They're not just throwing around all willy nilly, <laughs> whatever. Like it's all serious. You know they really meant it when they say fuck. On oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's my pick, and so I guess. Yeah. Um, so you already mentioned the band that I'm playing now. Uh, yeah, okay, so this is um this is a depressing one. One of their they don't have actually that many like depressing songs, I don't they, think. Yeah, they really don't. Um I did choose one of their Adam songs. song. Did you choose yeah, Adam? Wait, yeah. Oh, I love that song. It's, that's the, the most it's the most depressing one that they have. Yeah. Where are you? When I was reading about and it, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Angel for my nightmares. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> the song is so sad, but I love it. I know. It's really sad. It's it's funny because of how how catchy and what a good like actual like like rhythm it has for it being so depressing. Also LOL because like I definitely was thinking of Adam's song, but was also singing I Miss You. I I, I, I recognize that and I was gonna let you have that, but <laughs> Oh, you don't have to let me have it. I'm ready to call myself out if you <laughs> I mean, I just, like, love that song. You know? I don't know why. It's like, it's just... I mean, I know why. It's just, like, a good song. And it has a great <laughs> rhythm, and, and it's, it's, it's good. And we don't have to talk about how... You guys already talked about Blink-182 and just, like, how iconic they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, this song is just, like... This song that you could talk about forever, I think, honestly. Yeah, so. there's actually... It's, you know... Again, being World Mental Health Day, you know, this song is like written as kind of a suicide note, uh, like the first two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. And when they were writing it, it, you know, they do, this is one of their probably most depressing songs because like all of their other ones, you know, most of their other songs aren't this dark. Yeah. Uh, because they're like more of a pop punk anyways. They're not like. Yeah. And they definitely were more like fun. Like they liked yeah. the jokes and stuff like that. Like. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean the song is it's it's still like catchy and it's not like a yeah. slow song, but the the lyrics are. And so it was kind of written, you know, by one of the uh, members, Mark Hoppus. I think it was him who, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the other members like had it was like while they were touring, and then they would come home and it would be lonely. And I think other members had partners, and he was kind of just like alone. And he was like, "Wow, this is like." pretty lonely kind of existence but kind of thinking about it as a you know peaks and valleys like you'll go through good times you'll go through really dark you know more depressing times but then you know the light will come again and that's kind of reflected in like the last verse of the song where it's Mm -hmm. all switched from like the past tense like everything used to be so good now to like being like everything will be good again yeah and i'm still looking forward to, to to tomorrow and and you know, there's still things to look forward to. Yeah. I think that's I, the most... Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think that's part of what makes the song so catchy is like, it sounds hopeful, even in the, the first two thirds. But then yeah. when he finally gets to like that last verse, 
when he's like, when I can't wait to get outside, the world is wide, the time goes by, all that stuff. It just, it fulfills like the sound of like the song. It just makes it, it like makes it resonate, I think, with the listener. Yeah, nice. absolutely. And and it shows that it's not, you know, that you go through this hard time, but, you know, you can go through the really the hardest times, the mm-hmm. worst times, the lowest points of your life, and they'll still be kind of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. it's not permanent is basically it. Like, yeah. Or it doesn't yeah. have to be permanent. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, and, definitely. Well, actually, when I was looking up this song, it was interesting. They got went through a decent amount of controversy for this when um, it was many, you know, a long time ago after the Columbine shooting. And um, oh, wow. one of the, um, there was a, a kid who's, who went to Columbine and his best friend was killed in, um, in the shooting who then committed suicide a month later mm. he wow. suicide by hanging in, in his garage. And the song was playing on loop. Really? So this one was? Yeah. Oh, this damn. One. Yeah. So yeah, these it, are always tough. Yeah, yeah, they went through a bit of controversy and I think it it they um because of that, but you know, in that when they were discussing it with um you know, news sources and stuff, they were saying, "Look, like it's supposed to be a, it's it's dark, but it's supposed we were never intending for it to mean, you know, you know, for it to be, you know, uh calling out to people to you yeah. know, harm themselves any way. It's actually supposed to be hopeful, especially considering the end. It's just saying that we go through dark times, we go through mm-hmm. um depression and you know, we can come out of it and and it's supposed to be describing like the up and downs versus yeah. um, you know, being a call to something like like harming yourself. So I thought yeah. that was really interesting and very sad too. It um, is I, I remember like um so the first time I heard this was actually right in the heart of middle school um it was my health class and she was talking it was depression was a topic and then she played this song who your teacher had, yeah my teacher okay and it was like it was a whole thing like we she put the lyrics on top of the um what do you call those things the um, projector yeah <laughs> the projector. Oh fucking overhead projector kids yeah. you don't know about this let me sit down and listen to pappy tell you about overhead projector honestly those things yeah but like you know like they had, they had laminated like lyrics on there put on like the thing reflected onto the screen science honestly all science mm-hmm. um but the thing is that we had talked about depression and then like literally this song talks about all the signs too it talks about how like, you're giving your stuff away you never yeah. stop in my room again talking about how like parents will try to blame themselves and then it, it just talks about like but in the, like in the end, like you see, it's more of a hopeful thing. Like it's, it's talking about exactly that whole thing. And that's the first time I heard that song. And I was like, wow, this song really like is a good song for like mental health awareness. If you if you read the lyric by lyric, it literally tells you a whole story about somebody who's going through depression but survives. I think the stigma like surrounding like mental health, you know, depre- like different types of mental health illnesses such as depression, I think kept us from talking about it for a really long time. But I think that's kind of why, um, you know, artistic and social, uh, social media, whoa, uh, pop culture um, mediums were like really good in this respect because people don't talk about this. And I think that's kind of the problem. Like they want to act like the shit doesn't happen. Like things like Columbine, like so many people were affected and they just tried to make it. Just, they're like, oh, this happened everyone's fine let's but not like, talk about it it's over yeah. now let's pretend it didn't happen and i think that was what was so damaging about columbine like as a school shooting because i mean it was one of the first mass school shootings 
It had never happened before and they didn't know how to react. Unfortunately, now it's to the point where we're not numb to it, but it's more common that I think, I want to say that we have the tools and resources, but it's also one of those things where I think in a way we kind of are numb, but it is something that it needs to be addressed because there are like mental health, like implications and like follow-ups like need to be done with things like this. And so, um, with songs like this though, I think having, having it all come full circle, um, showing that depression, while it is something that you do have to live with, you know, there's reasons to keep going. And there's like, there is like Renuka said, like light at the end of the tunnel. Like you can keep going. There are things to look forward to. Um, even if, you know, they're small and even if it takes you a while to figure out what they are. Once again, middle school and high school are kind of like shitty time times in most people's lives. Um, but I think just the fact that we can like look back on it and laugh and like think about like, oh my God, we were so dramatic about X, Y, and Z. <laughs> right. you know, glad we made it out. Like these moments were definitely hard. Like I look back and I'm like, yeah, no, I was like, you know, there were times where I was truly, truly upset about whatever. But, you know, I can say that it is that like idea of like it gets better and not just like in an LGBT plus way, like for everybody. I think it really does get better. I think you yeah. just grow into yourself. You you figure out who you are, what you want out of life. You pick the people that you would like to continue to see because they're not all meant to be there. <laughs> <laughs> they're really not. Yeah. Um, and I think that brings people a good sense of like joy and completion and like peace and stuff like that. And so this song is a really good one for World Mental Health Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And I think, you know, going into just like a little bit of, I mean, r- jargon for it, like depression is relapsing and it's remitting. So it, it, it can come in waves. It can, it can go away and people can recover from it and it can come back. And just realizing that it's not something that you have to live with permanently, like it can go away, it can come back with the right treatment. Um, and it's a little catch 22 now going kind of on what you were saying about you know, in middle school and high school, it consumes you when you're at that age. Like you can't, it's hard can't to get outside the time. Yeah. And especially now with social media, like it makes, I think it makes it, I would be flat out depressed. I think. Oh yeah. Actually one of my attendings um, does adult and pediatric medicine. And she was talking to me, we were talking about like depression and stuff the other day. And she was like, if, uh, if I, I have a lot more teenagers now coming with symptoms of depression but mm-hmm. i make them delete their social media that's like the first thing i do is i make them delete yeah that's smart that makes sense yeah i mean it's definitely a time where you just get caught up in your feelings and for me i like honestly like i swear to god i look back on times of like elementary school and i'm like did i have feelings like was i like because it just felt like all of a sudden you just feel everything yeah, yeah. and i think that's overwhelming oh naka you still have a song yeah. i do we you guys really ready for it there. yeah i guess so all right it's a good it's a, it's a good one so i'm excited so i'm excited for you it's a classic this was my anthem i, I forgot i don't think i ever saw a music video for it to be honest oh it's yeah it's from uh the movie the new guy oh yeah. okay and so like i mean i really liked the movie because it was like this kid who um he was a super nerd at his old school and he moved and so he put on this kind of like new persona and people really liked him just, and it was more of like a confidence thing. It's basically yeah. the moral of the story. Um, but I used to like, I loved that movie. And then I just really loved this song. And the song makes me think of that movie. Cause I think it came out when the movie came out 
but then also of cheaper by the dozen because then when they move, yeah, yeah, I remember and that. I was yeah. like, I get it, like that's literally me. It's so too like, hard. I, this song was like definitely like an anthem. I remember playing this song a lot, and I really liked Simple Plan, so I played a lot of Simple Plan. Oh wow, you're like the the one of the OG fans. Okay. Yeah, I had like their album. What was the one? I think it was maybe the one that was called Simple Plan. It wasn't the one with this one. Not the okay. one that's like no helmet, no pads, no jock strap, or whatever the fuck. No balls. No, no, no pads, no helmets, just balls. Oh, okay, whatever. Close. You're, you're, right? you're very close. I was, I'm like, a, I'm, <laughs> I was on theme. <laughs> no, I was like, wow, I like, the one, <laughs> it was the one that was just called Simple Plan, I think. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, my second draft pick is Simple Plan. I'm just a kid. This song has been. This is, it's iconic. Um, when I was at my friend Kendrick's place, we would play, we would play, we would play Tony Hawk Pro Skater and classic. And then the song and like a bunch of other these songs that we we have been listening to, or play on this and yeah. And Tony Hawk's in this music video. What? Yeah, he was in there. You didn't oh. see him? No, I didn't see. He him. was like woo during the skateboarding part, like right before <laughs> the skateboarding part. I think he was like in the crowd, like cheering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense. Like, he, Tony Hawk was, like, prime during this. Dude, he was uh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let me get into uh, some plan real quick. Um, they're a Canadian rock band from Montreal, Quebec, um, born, uh, formed in 1999. Uh, their band's lineup consists of Pierre Bovier, uh, Chuck Camio, Jeff Stinko, and Sebastian Leffel. Something French? Yeah, L E F E B. Le Fleur. Cram it up your cram hole, Le Fleur. Le Fever. Le Fever. Oh, Le Fever. L E F E B V R E. Le Fever. Anyways, um, they have released five studio albums, including the one that this one's on No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls. Um, they also have Still Not Getting Any, Simple Plan, Get Your Heart On, and Taking One for the Team, which came out four years ago. They actually also performed at the 2010 Winter Olympics closing ceremony. <laughs> really? For, for the world? <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, which year was this? 2010. Where was it? Where was the 2010 Olympics? Oh, in Canada. Oh, well, okay. That, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I, I guess Justin Bieber hadn't really blown up yet. So. <laughs> this is true. It makes sense. What about like Shania? Oh, is she not from Canada? Isn't Shania Twain from Canada? No, you're talking, you're talking about Celine Dion. She's not from Canada, my friend. She's from like Norway or something. She's from Europe somewhere. Are you sure? Celine no Dion? No, she's Canadian. She she's from Canada? Yeah. She's Canadian. She's Canadian. I just Googled her. She's What's Canadian. <laughs> What's with her accent then? She's from Norway. Like... It's just her being an act for it, like, you know, I'm German for me. Uh, I, don't, I didn't know. A diva. She talks like this. Yeah, it's weird. That's why I thought she was from, like, the Nordic states. I, no, I she's not from Canada. Well, Whoa. Canada? Wait, the recent someone look up Shania Twain. This is <laughs> Shania Twain might be from Canada. I think Shania Twain right. is from Canada. And everyone would have yeah, loved Canadian. Shania. She's Canadian. I knew it about Shania. Okay. <laughs> I think it would have been a fun. I'm, look, I'm looking at famous Canadian singers. Avril Lavigne. Oh, you Avril. Know, you didn't know that either? Yeah. No, no, no I wasn't. Neil Young, I, Alanis I Morissette, Justin Bieber, obviously. I didn't know Alanis Drake. Morissette. Drake. <laughs> uh, well, 2000 twin, 
2010 Drake. 2010 Drake was like, was like so on Degrassi, fresh off Degrassi. Like, <laughs> yeah. you the best, you the fucking best. <laughs> like, what a jam! What a jam! <laughs> God, I listen back to that some like that song, and I'm like, oof. Uh, He's really grown since not then. The best. Not the I best. Know. I mean, I remember liking the song in the moment, but, like, I can't even listen to it now. I'm like, ooh, skip. I know. Like, anyway. I want, <laughs> I want other things by Drake now, obviously. There's a um, lot of options now. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so let me get into the album. No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls is their debut album. Um, and they had I'm Just a Kid, which was released in February 2002. So a little, a little before when we were in middle school, but... Obviously, the song was like played out throughout the whole 2000s. But it's even and, more fitting because I'm just a kid, you know? I know. We yeah. were literally just children. Yeah. They were prepping us to be emo. We've been prepped and primed from, <laughs> from, from, Elf, from like year eight. <laughs> like, we had no clue. <laughs> we were like nine years old or something. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, actually, this song had a resurgence recently, um, this past year, during quarantine, when everyone was doing TikToks. They were like, yes! They were throwing up, like, throwback pictures, and then they're recreating it as, like, adults. Yes! Uh, I was like, wait, I, I remember right. hearing this song again recently. I've been watching a lot of TikTok, so. You're on TikTok, Nukes? I don't have an account, but I watch a lot of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Schemes. Yeah. Anyways, yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, they... This yeah, this song had a resurgence this past year when everyone was recreating their childhood photos. But also, the song was one of their top hits, sold over one million copies, and it's certified platinum. The reason why I picked this song is because, like, like we talked about it earlier. I mean, we're just kids, and then we're thinking that life and is, life is a nightmare. It is, and life is not it's not fair. And yeah. nobody cares. <laughs> we're, we're alone, alone in the world. In the world. <laughs> we're alone in the world, and. <laughs> Everyone's like, having more fun than line? me. Some, everyone's having more fun than me. That's yeah. not it. That doesn't fit. It's know. like the world is having more fun than me. That's yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the line that really resonates with me, like from way back when, was he was like, I feel like he was like, I think I got a lot of friends, but I don't hear from them. <laughs> I was like, God damn, for real though. No. Like, <laughs> Especially after I moved, it was just like, yeah, like, I literally don't have any, like, I've just never identified with a line so hard. Man, I feel like, oh God, times were like, it was hard back then. Like, honestly, like, that was a real thing. Like, not hearing from people, it was totally possible to never yeah. hear from anyone. We just or had no to send all carrier pigeons. And I then eventually remember, they would get them, get the message. I did send letters. I remember sending letters. I remember doing that too at one point, too. Remember when you had, like, a pen pal? I was just going to say I used to have pen pals. I remember very specifically meeting my pen pal when I was, like, in elementary school or something. You had, like, like a real-life pen pal? Yeah, like, a real-life pen pal with someone, like, from another school. And then, like, at the end of the year, like, we all, like, met up the schools. And That's you so got cool. your pen pal. Or I totally made up that story and this was all a dream. This might not happen. It was all a dream. It totally sounds like something that happened, but now I'm like, wait, did it happen? Like, am I making this all up? Did I just Well, I just, I never, I thought pen pals was just like a thing that they would talk about in like TV shows. I never had one. (laughs) Like, I just thought. I had had one. I just never followed through with mine. They were very boring. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah, but anyways, I think it's really cool. They they draw comparisons from Blink-182 to Charlotte and Newfound Glory. They're all like the pretty much the same, like talking about how like just being an outcast is like one of their main things. And then obviously just being a millennial 
angster back in the 2000 or 2007 or 2000 in general, you just felt very angsty and an outcast is like half the time. Yeah, I really feel like uh, bands like Simple Plan, Blink-182, Green Day were all products of Gen X and Gen X and like grunge, like Nirvana, stuff like that. Like they were, um, because I'm in school, I mean, so we have to learn about all these marketing segments. And so they talk, they literally talk about Gen X being like, they're like, nobody knows where to place them. <laughs> they're so weird. They were known <laughs> as slackers and grunge people. I was like, oh, weird. But like, they literally shaped our emo upbringing. Like the, the reason why we are the way that we are is because of them. They fucking set the tone to be emo and like be like grungy and weird about shit. That's why we're all stuck in flannels forever at least me I don't know but like it's just it's like funny because it's definitely like uh I think that's like the maybe one of the things that we really share with like Gen X because like I can't really think of other stuff but like (laughs) um that's like the one thing like that grunge that emo that kind of outcast mentality I think is something that was generated with them and carried over to us um because they were the pop icons that were shaping our childhood so it's funny because I don't think that that's really happening for Gen Z. Like, we, I feel like we were like a product of our own like self hatred. Yeah, there you go. That's Whereas it. Gen Z, they definitely like themselves. <laughs> you know, like they're not having these existential crises. Crises. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like they didn't get that from us. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got that from. Well, no, because back when we were in our phases, it was cool to a certain extent to hate yourself and now it's not cool to do that anymore yeah good for them they sound healthy and well adjusted (laughs) (laughs) don't let what you see on social media fool you they might they're not very healthy or well maybe maybe they're They're healthy everyone is vegan now but (laughs) well adjusted i don't know people Uh, just decided everyone's like i'm not eating meat anymore i'm not eating cheese and i'm like what it's probably for the best i mean i'm never gonna make that jump uh, I'm never gonna not eat cheese. Yeah, that's. I can like cut down so on my meat consumption. And I think that's totally appropriate for people to do. But like, I'm just never not gonna not eat cheese. Yeah, that's dumb. Why would you not eat cheese? I know. Anyway, <laughs> onward. <laughs> yes, onward. Onto our. Um... Oh, are you done? Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say. Okay, so yes, Sorry, yeah. we're on to the next <laughs> section of our podcast, the bench warmer section, where we take an extra song that maybe we just wanted to slide into the playlist. Maybe it's one that we weren't sure if it would fit. But um, within the section, we also get one veto each. Our veto can be used to either deny another person's song entry. Any of the songs that we've chosen today can be denied entry. Um, or to veto someone else's veto if you stand with the person who chose the song. It's real cutthroat here. Um, and I also yes. actually have a listener submission. Woo! Oh, shit. To throw, into the, uh, to throw into the mix. Don't get too excited. It's not a total stranger. I know the person. But they were <laughs> like, oh, here's a good song. And I was like, good song. Let me take it to the council of emo children and present it here today. All right, yeah. Um, this submission comes from Meg Grosskop of Instagram, who went to my high school and is awesome. Um, hey. And she is submitting the song In Too Deep by Sum 41. Yes. Because I'm in too deep and I'm trying to I um, went to Warped Tour one year. Was it Warped Tour, I think? And I think that's the closest I've ever come to death was a Sum <laughs> in the was seeing Sum 41. 
because like I have never gotten hit on the head and like mashed around <laughs> so yeah. hard. And, and you're that so small. I think one of the closest I've ever come to death. So <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I can, I can, like, literally, I can see this happening. Like, there's literally, like, in too deep. Mosh pit view. <laughs> For real. As I'm in too deep. I know, I'm like, ah. You're like, ah! I have, like, so many other people sweat on me. I was like, ah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, sweat, getting bludgeoned by elbows. Yeah. Classic mosh pit. Thing. My glasses fell off. Like, ah. oh wow, oh my god, my, my glasses. glasses. I, I can't see without my glasses. You're like patting the ground. Oh Someone's like stomping on them. They're like looking in the face, like right in the eye. They're like ah. <laughs> moshing. Yeah. Good times. That's amazing. Um, so with the, that first user submission, I think it's a good one. I think it deserves to be on. Yes. Um, I guess I will go into my personal bench warmer is Oh Well, Oh Well by Mayday Parade. It's a bit of a slow burn. Have you guys heard it before? No. It's a bit of a slow burn, like kind of similar to um, Ohio's for Lovers. Starts off slow and then kind of ramps up. It's real similar. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, ready, go. All right, so it should be included because similarly to songs that we've seen of past, it has a nice slow emo build, and then it kind of breaks down and goes right into some like rock feels. Um, perfect bouncing like type beat for the Rockwell, um, and it's definitely angsty. Um, and I just love the part where he's like, "Oh well, I'll see you in hell." I'll see you in hell. Okay, I'll see you in hell. Quite a pitch. That marketing class is is, is working. I know. Working for you. That I've paid. All right, um, Renika, you can go with your bench warmer. So I alluded to at the beginning this one, you know, girl teen punk band um, that. It's called Hey Monday. Did anyone ever listen to Hey Monday? I definitely listened to Hey Monday. It sounds familiar. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Got it. 20 seconds. Now. Okay. The reason you should put this song in is, is because there's not very many female teen punk artists. And she was one in, in a band. They had some pretty good songs. But also, as a fun fact, she actually, well, she left the band. She went on The Voice. She won The Voice, is now a country singer. But if you veto this song, it's because you don't like, you don't support women. Time. <laughs> it's because you don't support women. Oh my god. <laughs> that was so savage. <laughs> don't pick the song. You don't love women. Wait. <laughs> you don't support all, women. All of a sudden, yeah, you're right. You don't support all of a sudden we're anti feminist. <laughs> it happened so quick. I just don't want to be vetoed. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. They would definitely play that song at the Rockwell. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're all right. right. Yeah. Naka, what's yours? All right, mine's gonna be really questionable. <laughs> um, it's hello goodbye here in your arms. Okay, I love that song. That's a great song. It is a great song, but like, it's, does it match you the have, playlist? I, you I will have, let that's you know. the thing. It doesn't match the playlist. You have it's a 20 great song. seconds starting now. All right, so I'm going to go off by saying this that even though it sounds very poppy, it's an angsty love song by a pop rock band, but it definitely hits in all angles with the song because it would definitely play at the Rockwell. And he talks about how he wants to get back in the person he loves' his arms, which is kind of very like millennial angst. And you might see more on the pop side, but I think the long is in the playlist. Time. Um, okay, then let's 
we will open the floor. Okay. To some 41, I say it's fine. Yeah, some 41 into deep, I'm good with. Um, Obviously, I pick my own pick, but if anyone else has a problem with it, I veto you in hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, oh, well, I will see you in hell. (laughs) You can see me in hell. I veto your pick. I just don't, I feel like it fits the vibe, but is it like, I don't know if it's one of, is it that well known? Like, there's that slow part in the beginning. I was like, "Mm." your pick isn't well known. I know, that's true. But it was a woman, so remember what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. Um, I don't have a problem with yours either. Oh, well, oh, well. So, okay. And then uh, your homecoming by, oh, Monday. Hey, Monday. Monday. Sorry. (laughs) The beginning reminded me of Avril Lavigne's boyfriend. (laughs) Because, like, the girl's, like, looking at her like, what? Like... (laughs) I don't even... Oh, the music video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. That's pretty funny. Um, hmm. Yeah, I have no problems with um, Hey Monday being included. Definitely fits the vibe. Would definitely play at the Rockwell. Um, All right, Kenitra, here, here we go. Here are your arms. Here's what I'm going to say. So say like, it. Um, say it. While I agree agree that the song is about longing for somebody who doesn't like you and then or maybe unrequited love or potentially requited love um the feel of the song is a lot more electronic and actually reminds me a lot of owl city that's fair you would not believe your eyes i literally thought the same thing when i like listened to it i was like yeah i like the song reminds me so much of Owl City, so that is my hesitation. Um, even in the chorus, like, it reminds me just more of Owl City, because it's like, when you are the one, the one that lies close to me, whispers hello, I'm here to see you quite the yeah, it just it's kinda a little too techno. Yeah, it's not it's not a I'll give you that. Yeah, so I'm gonna extend my veto. There. Yeah. Um, but that's my reasoning why. But I like vibes wise, yes. Like once again, it's like another song that I feel like I would have thrown into like a queue of songs that I maybe was listening to, but I don't think that it fits the vibe of the playlist. Okay. And so that brings us to our next topic, Stacy's mom. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Stacy's mom, Renuka, this question is for you. Yeah. Do you believe that Stacy's mom belongs on this playlist? Stacy's mom, amazing song, obviously, a classic. Is it angsty? No. Is it, it, does it really fit millennial angst? Not really. Like it came out in the era where I would, we were, you know, that's what we were listening to, but like, it's not really angsty. Damn. And it's she more was just easy one. That was what? Yeah. I was saying that you were the easy swing vote. I was like, you're the most likely to say yes. <laughs> oh yeah. No. I mean, I love that song. <laughs> She's like, yeah, to yeah. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Sorry, honey. That's fair. Okay. That's fine. Leave Stacy's mom at home. Um, yeah. I'll play it belongs myself. on a playlist for sure. Yeah, Maybe for sure. B playlist? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just not this one. We'll find a place for Stacy. All right. 
A one-hit wonder playlist, perhaps? Ooh, that'd be a, that'd be a good playlist. Be a good one. It'd be a good yeah. one. All right, so that concludes our additions to the Millennial Angst playlist. Um, all good picks, great conversation, and yes. even better company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so right. what I know. Uh, so what have you guys been listening to recently? Naka, we'll start with you. Okay. I, ever since the, um, I mean, I love Fleetwood Mac, but ever since that one video of the one guy. Dogface? Yeah, Dogface. I been, follow him on TikTok. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, one, of, he's one of your followers. He made of, the cut. One of your fee followers. One of my fee followers. Yeah. Nice. No, yeah, but um, his, his content, like his page is amazing. I love it. It's all good vibes. Um, but ever since that video got viral, like you see it everywhere, you see everyone kind of like doing their own rendition of like what he's been doing with the with the uh, what's the juice? Ocean spray. Ocean spray. Ocean spray and just going somewhere. You see all that happening, and then I've just been like playing the whole their whole um oh what's that what's their album called? Rumors. rumors. I've listened to Rumors a lot recently. Good one. Like it's like one of the top albums of all time. A hundred percent. I think it's in the top 20 of Rolling Stone's top 500 albums. Yeah, that makes sense. Renuka, what have you been listening to recently? What has been? Um, I have been off my my new music game just because I was working a lot last month. Um, One thing, one random song that my friends just like started listening to again and we were like do and so we just all started listening to it again it was no air by jordan sparks and chris oh. brown and i've literally like for some reason have not been able to stop like just listening to it i don't know why it's my favorite duet of all time i think I, honestly, amazing. Mm, honestly amazing i wouldn't go that far but it's really good yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good um so I guess on that vein, Chris and I, my roommate down below, who I always talk about on this podcast, um, we recently had an Usher night. Um, and so when you spoke about duets, like obviously my boo uh, is one of the greats and one of the OGs. Um, and so, but like, I always go back and forth. on like, which one I like more. I'm not saying like one's better than the other. I just, I think I lean, actually kind of lean harder towards Usher and Alicia Keys, but I think that one just like part of the childhood we're not friends anymore hey look you know what happens like i said not everyone's meant to stay in your life forever (laughs) (laughs) um so we had an usher night and that was super fun um but i so an album that i've been listening to uh for clear skin because i had a huge pimple and it was making me upset and i saw janae aiko's album chalumba which came out like a while ago but i hadn't actually listened to it found some great songs off of there um and there's a lot, and there were some that I knew before, but I think one that I, one, my one takeaway from that album was um, Trying to Smoke. Uh, such chill vibes, just grooving, great driving song. I mean, really, if you're just looking to kind of just relax and you want a good female vocalist, like she actually lays it down on that track. Um, and then I have one song that I'm like so incredibly passionate about, has shot its way to number one in my heart and on my on repeat playlist is um, The Pink Phantom by The Gorillas featuring Elton John and Black. So for those of you who are like, Black, who's that? It's um, actually spelled... Uh, <laughs> it's spelled who's six, that? It's spelled Six Lack. So um, <laughs> if you've seen that and you're like, how do I pronounce it? It's just pronounced Black. 
the easiest. I only learned that recently. It's a bit, it's a little embarrassing. I was always like six lakh. That's okay. Cause I feel like a lot of people didn't know for a while. Like, I feel like I didn't know within the first few. So I also thought he was about to be like a one hit rando. So like, I just didn't pay attention to him until probably within the last year. So it's, it's no biggie, but that song is so good. Um, Sad boy vibes for sure, but just that com. I mean, just think about that combination. combination. Yeah, I know the gorillas, it's man. Wow, insane! And the music video is trippy as fuck because, of course, you know the gorillas is comprised of the singer who was like the lead singer of Blur. Don't remember his name, so sorry. And then the artist that does all of the um, animation for them. So he did an animation of because normally when gorillas have features, they just have the person pop up in this animated world. He did animation for Elton John as well. Ooh, uh, so cool. it's really cool. Um, and then Black is like himself, kind of in there. Um, but I just the combination of it, like I, it is blowing my mind how much I enjoy it. Everyone Love should it. watch. I'm gonna take a listen video. actually right now. Watch the music video. I highly, highly recommend because that it, it's so much fun. So. Love it. So that's pretty much it. That's like our show. Uh, that's it. Renuka, thank you for coming on. As per Thanks usual, you brought the fucking emo heat. Um, <laughs> the fire, like, the emo fire. The emo Check fire. The classic. Everyone fucking loves it. Everyone yeah. loves Be the Kings. Um, so yeah, like it was a good time. Um, I was gonna say, so, oh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? You're a doctor. Things that you need us to know. Advice, medical oh, happening. Um, wear a mask. It's really just. It's blown <laughs> my mind how much people in Texas don't wear masks, and it literally destroys me inside because like it's literally this thing and it's and i just don't understand whatever uh please wear a mask um and go vote i don't know if this is gonna come out before uh election day but you know, it should yeah it should come it out before and please just please please wear a mask just yeah wear a mask. if please you go out and vote in wear person a wear a mask if you are not planning on voting in person come up with a plan to vote ahead of time and, and still wear a mask ballot, outside yeah wear a mask outside when you go drop it in the ballot box or in the mailbox or whatever make sure that you are sending in your ballot b- before october 20th um because apparently that's like the date in which it will definitely make it. But anything yes. after that, you're getting a little spotty. And I know it's supposed to be when it's postmarked, but who knows what the fuck's going to happen. And once yeah. it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands and you don't know where it's mm-hmm. going to go. Um, yeah. And then also just make sure to read the instructions and fill it out correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm about to yes. turn Texas blue. Ooh. Hey. One Texas woman blue crew. <laughs> Texas blue. Yep, that's the goal. We'll see. I hope. We'll see. Yeah. Texas. Um, for your news. Yeah, blue like that mask. Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, um, and of course, you guys know where you can find us on Instagram at the Weekly Vibes Pod. Slide in our DM, share songs of the day that you're enjoying, share songs that you want to see on this millennial uh, angst playlist, and we will talk about it in the bench warmers section. Um, and then also, it just takes a lot of pressure off of, off of us to choose songs up front. And then more of the songs that you guys want to hear on the playlist will be on the playlist. Um, as you can tell, we're pretty open. A wide range of emo lives on this on this playlist right now. So um, just no hello goodbye. Just no hello goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just excited for next week. Uh, ooh, bad news. Uh, Stephanie's not coming on. Aww. 
but Fred is coming on, which is okay. just as good. And he considers himself the elder millennial. Um, and so he will be uh, bringing us hits from the early 2000s. Sounds um, good to me. Mode time. So I'm kind of excited to see what he brings to the table because I think he'll give us more of a, a Gen X grunge vibe, uh, which would be fucking awesome. Um, and I'm just excited to build out this playlist some more. Um, so just make sure to connect with us on social media, listen to the podcast, share it with your friends, wear your mask, uh, vote us f- four, uh, five stars, <laughs> not four, five, five stars on iTunes, <laughs> wear a mask, uh, leave us a comment while you're wearing your mask. Um, I don't know. Go vote while you're wearing a mask. Vote while you're wearing a mask. Listen to song this playlist with your mask on unless you're at home. There you go. Yeah. 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 That yeah, aligns. You nailed it. That you works. That it. works. Um, and we're just glad that you guys are listening. I've gotten like really great feedback from like this series. So like just keep reaching out um, and we'll reach back out to you. <laughs> Thanks right. guys. Have a good week. Weekly vibes. Thanks for having me on. Hey, emo. Bye. 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 All right. Stop the recording.